0: Eat my shit. This you. is the Apecast. We are an intellectual-based <laughs> podcast. Where would we end an argument? We say, "Eat my shit." This is a sum up of a highly intellectual debate. I, I can't well, believe Sam Sam Harris and Sam Harris hasn't had us on his podcast. That's with, amazing. With with the brilliant "Eat my shit" conclusion. I'm Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Be
1: advised, these apes are not emotional support animals, and they fling verbal poo. Listen with caution. dad I have some I have a question for you I need some dad I, I'm, I'm not, not a dad
0: f- oh right I'm not remotely a dad I'm right. glad it's, I'm not a don't... dad I disdain anyone who thinks he is a dad and, and has the arrogance to spawn his seed Um, <laughs> no I don't really no I don't at all I, I the dad just is like no I'm not a dad so I've I got... have a dad like presence though
1: uh, yeah you do kind of have a dad like presence
0: I've been told that yeah but
1: like a cool dad.
0: Yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a, yeah, like yeah, like a dad that that lets you go to a, you know, like to a mall and fuck off and no rules and do whatever you want and hey hey hey, before you go in there when you go into chess king, here's some weed. That's the kind right. of cool dad I am. Yeah. But I
1: also feel like you're the kind of dad that, like like a Batman or Spider-Man dad. Like if there's trouble, even oh, if you're not yeah. around, like and your kids getting shit, like you would swoop in. Just fucking be there and like beat the shit out of those kids fucking I with your ha- kid. I can see that.
0: I oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. can do that. I do that for other people's kids. If somebody fucked with Harry and oh, I yeah. was anywhere and I you know, I wasn't in Las Vegas but I was in I was in Chicago, if somebody fucked with Harry yeah that person that person's getting some old school Vegas casino kneecap cracking right. <laughs> and'm and 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 attaching their balls to a fucking car battery, so don't fuck around with Harry.
1: You yeah, got that did I ever tell you this story about my my grandfather in Arkansas one time he was a he was a tough motherfucker, you know he's an electrician oh, yeah and, you know proud union guy and just a Roar. quiet yeah. you know heavy fucking drinker and smoker for a long time and just a blue collar alpha male kind of dude, right? Goddamn yeah, right. Um, but also sweet and um, made his own jelly. Like, you know, jarred his own jam kind of thing. Anyway. Was it, uh, was it
0: white supremacist jelly? Of course it was. He
1: was a blue-collar okay,
0: white man. Yeah. Okay, because I just to call back to last week's episode, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but no, there was this time, I was probably 15, maybe, in Arkansas, and I went down to visit my grandparents, and, you know, I carry a handkerchief in my back pocket, and I carried it in my back pocket for as long as I can remember I, get, I, I couldn't even tell you um, but I had one in my back pocket at this time and it was red and it must have been sticking out a little bit because we're, okay. we're getting gas in my grandpa's truck and I was like inside buying peanut butter M&M's or some shit and grandpa's filling up and these two kids, these fucking white hillbilly motherfuckers walk up to me grab the, the handkerchief out of my pocket uh-huh. Like, whap it across my face, throw it on the ground, and get him get up in my shit. Like, you better know your colors, boy. Did it? like making all this like gang shit. I'm thinking, what? What the? Fu-? And it was really quick. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't even have time to get scared or, for my safety or anything. I was just kind of like, what the? Yeah, but just fuck a, it was just that? a moment. Yeah, was that a gang thing? There's no way that these fucking hillbillies are Crips. Like, <laughs> there's just
0: there's <laughs> They're just, just not
1: no way. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so like I walk out and Grandpa's, you know, finishing, you know, putting the the gas away and getting in the car, and I guess I have this look on my face and he looks at me and he says, "You okay?" And I was like, "Yeah." I these two kids just ripped my handkerchief out of my pocket and threw it. I don't. And before I could even like finish telling him my confused whatever the fuck just happened, he gets like eight feet taller. And his chest gets seven feet yeah. wide. And he goes, where the fuck are they?
0: Where are <laughs> they? And like, i like,
1: I don't know. I don't know. And I, I'm like shrinking down because he could do, like, he would get, fuck, he would hey, just go from, Hulk. like, mild-mannered grandpa to, like, fucking beast. Yeah, totally bannered a to Hulk in a second. Hi-ya. He was ready to, and he was probably 70, and yeah. I bet he would have whooped both them boys.
0: Well, it's one yeah. of the things that I. It's one of those things that I uh, once in a while I try, I try not to. You know, it's not. Like a, it's, it's front of mind, but every time I meet somebody that is a veteran, you know, of yeah. Vietnam, of Korea. I mean, even of Iraq. But but it seems it seems more. It seems more likely. If uh, if they're if it's like the older wars rather yeah, than like yeah. wars we're having now where you get drones and stuff, but you know, like the idea is like when you run into like some kindly old gentleman and he's got like a Vietnam vet patch or something, yeah. that he's sweet and all this stuff. You know, in the back of your mind, that guy's probably. I mean, there's no question. He's killed. Oh, other there's blood human on beings. his hands. Yeah, he's killed human beings, yeah. and it's like. How do you square that circle? It's like, oh, here's here's you know, here you know here's uh, Wilford Brimley, and he's but but God, there was this, a hole. there was a point when he was a younger man and he fucking you know like took a gun and blew somebody away and maybe took a knife and Ramboed somebody's neck and it's like I don't know how I'm not sure how I know how to react to to I'm I'm. You know, when Reno, when we talked about the guy I met in Reno, he was was an assassin, and he talked about how, you know, that, and I thought, so I'm talking to a human being that has taken other people's lives. And it's like, what kind of veteran are they? Are they the kind that, like, they wanted to kill, they knew
1: they killed a person, they killed him up close, or is it the kind that's like, I'm capable of it because I'm pretty sure when I was...
0: Spraying my m 16 yeah, no, into the capable, woods, you know. Yeah, not capable of it. To, like think, think, I always—that's what I guess. That's what I think. I think you know, in my brain more, Like They looked war, in their eyes and they saw the life like, leave. It's sort of like in my mind, all of Africa looks like something out of Indiana Jones, and in my mind, all Jesus. war looks like apocalypse. Now, you know what I mean? I mean, it's 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 like that bizarre media-driven sort of. This is what war looks like. This is what the Congo looks like. <laughs> This is what uh, you know. Uh, you know everybody in Massachusetts must talk like, uh, like the guy a from the, no, like the old, like the like uh, what's his name? I can't remember the the actor's name, but uh, in pet in the original Pet Cemetery. Oh Fred Quinn, like yeah, Fred Quinn, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred Quinn. Fred- <laughs> everybody from Maine talks like that. You know, I mean, it's like this is this is sort of that that thing. And so I always look at somebody and I go, wow, that, I wonder if that's what war must have been for that person. And that person's uh, killed people. That's crazy. So,
1: so my takeaway from that is that you look at Africa as everything as, as everything All of Africa looks like an Indiana Jones film. So you are uh, geographically racist, thanks to Steven Spielberg and George Lucas? See, I actually, again... Racist racist. Is, You're
0: racist. No. That, yeah, see, racist, racist is not this is the thing. Racist and I love the idea that 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 any question or any misperception about race makes you racist, which is just horseshit, because racist is not a state of mind. It is a state of being. It's the right. things you do. Just because somebody I mean, you know, I mean I had a I had a conversation the other day with a guy um, and he was at the casino, and you know, this guy was every I'm just, all I'm going to tell you is, I'm going to say, I want you to mentally think of the stereotype you have of a thuggish black 20 year old. You okay. can see him in your mind. You can see, you, sort of like the stereotype and you have in your mind. Now, that yeah. just doesn't, most stereotypes are not correct, but they are correct in some regard. They wouldn't be stereotypes. And this guy is the quintessential stereotype of that. Hmm. And, you know, he's getting all mad, and he's getting all mad, and he says, why Why are they giving me a hard time on the casino floor? And I said, well, I said, were you... I, I've said, I'm going to complain about the security officers. He said, they're racist. They're racist. I said, okay. I said, hold on. I said, I understand your frustration. I said, were you um, Were you playing? Were you playing a machine? What? No. I said, oh, okay, because, I mean, technically, if you're going to be on the casino floor, you're, you're supposed to be playing. I said, do you have an ID? No. And I said, well, you can't be on the casino floor unless you have an ID. Well, that's racist. I said, no, no, it's not right. racist. So we start, and it was just the funniest thing because all of a sudden, because he was actually a pretty, you know, he was a pretty bright guy. He, he, yeah. he, it's not like he it was, not like he was like, coked out of his mind or something. And so we start talking about what is a stereotype, what is racist, all this kind of stuff. And I said, hey, here's the thing. I said, when you see me dance... There's nothing you can do to say, I'm a stereotypical white man. I said, and when you stand there the way you're standing there, wearing what you're wearing, you're just owning the stereotype of a thug. I said, if you don't want to be stereotyped, don't behave or dress like the stereotype, right? And he thought about that. He thought about that for a long time, and he was like, Yeah, I guess I could see that. You know, we, I mean, it was just like a really quite good conversation with a guy that just sort of was like a homeless guy coming into the casino, getting mad because he couldn't just loiter around.
1: That's that's a lesson my mother imparted on me when i was a when i was 12 years old that clothes and behavior apparently make the man so yeah well they're
0: costumes it's yeah. all costumes everything and that's the thing even yeah it, yes race race is not a costume because you can't change your race or it, it can but, be but then you're well but i mean you but the know thing is, then are in you know, trouble then, then you're in trouble but you know it's like it's the clothes you wear and, and it the shouldn't language. be let's be clear the on that race, <laughs> yeah no it shouldn't be it really no yes it should <laughs> not be totally clear but, but the clothes you wear, the food you eat, the la- the way you speak—these are all costumes. Culture is not a permanent thing; it can be changed. It is malleable, and so it's a costume. And if you strip away the costume, we're all basically the same. And we're that's naked. what. It, well, we are naked. It is true, and and naked people pretty much all look the same, which is mostly unsightly. You know, saggy in the wrong places. Yep. You know. Some people are muscular. Some people are not. It's just you know it, we're all just basically just naked apes, and that's. I, you know, uh, I and, and I just I just I, I find so much of the absolutes of where we're at today, well, you know, in our in our in our culture today, it's just it's a denial. It's all black and white. It's all good versus evil. It's all you know. It's all my culture versus your culture. And it's like culture is just a costume. That's like that's like being a cosplayer and saying David. I am a far better Captain Kirk than you are a Pokemon. It's like, what the fuck? Well, I think we both know that's
1: completely false.
0: Well, yeah, you'd be a way better Pokemon than me being yeah. Captain Kirk. and I, that.
1: I'm not going to be Captain Kirk. I'm, no, you, I'm a fucking red shirt that doesn't even get a walk-on
0: scene. Yeah, you're a Pokemon, you know. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah,
1: whatever. Anyway. Well, what, that, that's something I'm dealing with. What well, we're all dealing with the black and white, and where does the gray exist, or where does is there a happy medium? Can we ever meet a happy medium again, or meet in the middle, whatever? You know, on the protests and the riots, and are they protests or are they riots, or can they be both, and can we separate the two? Because I think yes, they can be both, and we should separate the two. And I agree. I don't think we'd have the riots without the protests to give them reason to go and I was talking to my mom about this last night that I don't give a fuck about the wellness of Bloomingdale's or any fucking like big business like burn fucking Michigan Avenue to the ground I don't give a fuck about any of those businesses fucking coach fucking even Apple like they'll all be fine fuck them what upsets me about about it is that it it hurts the people that work there that need those minimum or slightly slightly more than minimum wage jobs like that hurts them and that's problematic I think Uh, but in the age of COVID maybe they're not working anyway
0: so who fucking cares right? (laughs) right so I can't I can't completely agree with you on that but I understand where you're coming from my perspective is it's not that I care about like Macy's being burned down like objectively it's like it's a Macy's I don't care yeah. but I also but I don't I also fundamentally don't give a shit if your neighbor three doors down from you has his apartment burned down why? because I don't know him however if it's okay for a mob of people in protest of whatever I mean whatever the protest yeah. happens to be if it if it is if it, if it is allowable let's put it that way if it's allowable for a group of people protesting name it um to torch any building, then it is also likewise allowable for them to torch your car. Yeah. Sitting on your street. Yes, and it's it also is. allowable for them to break into your house and tear your shit up and steal your stuff. And that's the issue that I think uh, you know everybody that's making great, great strides and bending backwards to apologize for the rioting and the looting um, and the throwing shit at police. Um, all those people that are just really, really doing some calisthenics to try to justify that <laughs> are forgetting are forgetting that, that 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 is not that is not the ideal, you know. And and quite frankly, if they want to go full on revolutionary, then they should be shot in the streets because that's what revolution looks like for real.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's just it is that the, you know, you've got people on the right saying well, they should protest peacefully and they don't have to burn things down and they should be polite about... And, okay, but also, protests are supposed to be uncomfortable. They're supposed to block traffic. They're supposed to... Yeah. ...fuck shit up in some way in order to make a point. And I don't blame... There's there's that, that image going around of the, the signs or maybe it's just people are writing this shit all over the place, but... You've taken more from us than we could ever loot or something like that. And I, I kind of
0: get that. It is a choice to be angry. You cannot just say, oh, you can say I, I completely understand the rage. Because I do understand the rage. Yeah. But I also understand that being enraged is a choice. Well, I... D- if you choose to be enraged and you choose to take that rage and just swatch it indiscriminately without any kind of focus or target, then you're not going to accomplish anything other than a big tantrum. I don't, I don't know that you entirely choose to
1: be angry. I think that y- what you choose <clears throat> is how you, what you do with that anger, right? Like, that's the, that's the thing. If I'm, if I'm angry, I can either lash the fuck out or I can take a few deep breaths uh, you know, fucking go for a run, do some push-ups, punch
0: a pillow, so, whatever the fuck it is. So your belief is that 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 emotions are just like a tide, and that you have no control over the motions and the emotions themselves, but that you can then respond in the way that you choose. But the emotions themselves are something you have absolutely no choice in. a, a little bit. It's not that clear cut. It's.
1: I think that with time okay this is why therapy is a good thing for for some not everybody not everybody needs therapy and everybody should go to therapy whatever you know but for some people i'm included in this therapy can be helpful because you can go there and say i have issues with my rage let's say and the a, a good therapist in my opinion would not try and help you get rid of, like, let's not get rid of the things that make you angry. What makes you angry, David? Fucking weather, traffic, my wife, my kid, eh, all these things, the choices that I've made, I choose to, you know, eh, whatever. All right, well, how do, you, how do you manage that? Let's learn how to manage it so it doesn't hurt your life. Don't get pit, when you get angry with your wife, don't fucking lash out. When you get angry at your kid or your dog, because your, your puppy took a shit on the carpet and you kicked your dog, that's not a good way to manage your anger. You're angry because the dog took a shit on the carpet. And the but, dog should know better
0: at this but again, point, you know. But, but again, but, to, 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 to me, the argument isn't, oh, but you're angry because the dog shit on the carpet. The question is, why are you angry the dog shit on the carpet? Well, but that's, I think that that's part of it. You get it's to that, choose. You get to choose whether or not that makes you angry or not. Right, well, and that's, you start to pick And then apart. you're not angry. Well, that's and what I'm getting And then you're not at. angry, which means, it, well, no, that's what you're saying is that, 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 that anger is something you don't have any control over. And what I'm saying is, no, we have absolute control over our emotions. We can emotionally, we can control how we perceive things. And because we get to control how we perceive things, we can control whether or not it affects us emotionally or not.
1: Yeah, but I believe it's a, it, it, it can happen in stages. It's not... Well, yeah. It's, first, called, growing it's yeah, called growing up. It's called growing up and being an working, adult. Or working through your shit as an adult. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, that's, that's what you, it's called.
0: It's you know, called know, I mean, up.
1: you know, you you've told stories about your your anger, you know, your
0: Hulk issues, and I don't think I don't think you have. I've I've never seen those. Well, that's because I have grown up. But, but when you, I was a child, and even in a childlike uh, stage in college, you know, and and that's and that's why I don't throw too but many But It wasn't bones even somebody it wasn't young even, that's angry. It's it wasn't like, even about growing up this. for you
1: because it was in your adulthood. I mean, it's grow up as, in my, you know, ten, ten years, thousand, ten years, yeah. So yeah. when you ten, were twenty 50, years, yeah, forty-three rather, thirty-three. I mean, like that's adulthood,
0: you know. And well, you have to grow up, and you just growing up is whenever you decide to grow up, and well, that's 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 a choice as well. But here's where I, I think about you
1: know, let's be totally clear to the listeners who can't. This is a. a an audible medium So you can't see What we look like But I'm, I'm a white guy I spent the last Couple of weeks uh, Working on this Project for work um, We're doing this Documentary About The 16th street Baptist church bombing In 63 That killed The mm-hmm. four girls Yeah That galvanized A nation That really led To this, The civil rights uh, Act of 64 And then the voting Rights act of 65 I mean it, that was like The moment where people The country was like Okay gross Enough is enough Sure. There was a ton of terrible shit that was happening that led up to that. This oh, slow burn yeah. of horrors and segregation and racism about you know, we we know what it was. I don't think we know everything because we're white and I'm I'm listening to the these people that live through it and the amount of shit, shit. that I don't know because yep. I didn't grow up with it, because it wasn't Part of me. and I bet they don't know a shitload about all the Jewish shit that I know all the bad things the Jews went through because that's not their world but here's the thing is I'm listening to them talk about, so we're doing this interview with the fifth girl who was in that, that church basement, the one that survived who,
0: yeah, the survivor
1: that a lot of people don't know about because we only talk about the four dead girls but she was the only eyewitness to what happened right yeah. there and she was the only survivor and her story is harrowing and it's inspiring, and it's heart-wrenching, and it's infuriating for a thousand different reasons, and I cannot tell you how many times tears have come to my eyes as I'm listening to her tell her story, listening to her husband talk about, about how much he loves her and about the state of, of uh, civil rights in America, and listening to, uh, you know history experts in Birmingham, Alabama talk about this thing and what they keep saying these people that have lived it they're saying we, we have such a long way to go and we went through so much shit and it seems like we should just give up hope but we've got to keep fighting, we have to keep doing this because one day, we hope that's what the fight is for because it does keep getting better, Le-
0: it does. Bit. It is an incremental thing. That's I what mean, democracy is it, does.
1: Is it better that you know uh, George Floyd is has a knee on his neck for almost nine minutes and is killed by police, murdered murdered by police? Is that better than fire hoses that can rip the bark off trees being put against children who are marching peacefully? Murder's not okay. What happened to George Floyd is not okay, but is it better? Well
0: I mean you know, it's I'm, at least it's at least well, more more focused. Well, and I and, the and the thing is about it is, The thing about it is I don't think there is a better in that in that analogy, mm-hmm. but I also think you're cherry picking, which is, you know, that's how movements work. Movements are about cherry picking a moment. Because the fact of the matter is what's better is that there aren't fire hoses turned on black people just because they're black and they're and they're peacefully protesting. That just doesn't happen in America anymore. Um, but now it's what, tear gas. Well, no, the tear gas Or is flash not, bombs. Well, well, look at the tear gas and look at the people protesting and understand that most of them are white and not black. I mean, let's just be just call it what it is. Most of the people in Seattle and Portland, most right, of well them that brings are up white. another That brings up another issue. Are Why the fuck are we tear gassing
1: peaceful white protesters?
0: Well, they're not tear gassing peaceful white protesters. Aren't they? No, because they're not peaceful. That's the, that's the greatest bullshit meme. It's not peaceful protest if you're tearing shit up, burning things, throwing stuff at police. That's not peaceful. I don't know what world you live in, but that's not a peaceful protest. At risk of cherry picking,
1: let's talk about the 70-year-old man who was pushed by the cops. Was he peacefully yeah, one- protesting? Or let's huh? talk about let's talk about the vet who was being beaten by
0: cops and just standing okay. there taking it. And, and okay, you're right. Let's do that. Now let's talk about the, the 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 Macy's. They got smashed into with a car. The thing is, we can cherry pick moments that support our argument until we're blue in the face. The reality is, if if there is mass damage being done, if there are and and yes, the argument the argument I think the argument is is more. Pointed rather than simply say, oh, they're peaceful protests and the police are shooting tear gas at them. Oh, no, there's bad police. I think it's probably just as... I think it's a more productive conversation to say who instigated the violence in the protest rather than just ignoring the violence and saying, no, but it's peaceful. I mean, that's one of my favorite things that I saw. I saw this the other day. It was a CNN. And literally, the, the guy is reporting for CNN about the peaceful protesters. And in the background, <laughs> there's a fucking building on fire with a Black Lives Matter sign right in front of it. And it's like, do you see that? what you're you're saying to everybody watching you? Don't look at the burning building with the Black Lives Matter on it. Just hear my words that it's peaceful. Peaceful. That's not peaceful. I'm sorry. And I'm not saying that they don't have every right to to demonstrate in the streets, but don't lie and say it's peaceful when it's not. It's like the cops saying they're justified in shooting black unarmed men. They're not justified. No matter how many times you say it, it is not justifiable for the same reason that fucking throwing shit at cops does not constitute a peaceful protest, ever, ever. Be honest with your words rather than your rhetoric. Rhetoric.
1: Yes. That. Yes. Yes. And. And. <laughs> uh, but there, there have been moments in these protests where we've seen the police escalate things, and it's oh, hard. absolutely, and it's also and hard that's a even, better question. Even when, like, let's just take away the, you know the 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 veteran that was being <laughs> fucking beat and standing there taking it like a goddamn fucking champ from those fucking cops that couldn't knock him yeah. down Yeah. Uh, and, and and the 70 year old man who was knocked down and bleeding from the fucking head but when the police show up in riot gear to a protest that at that point was peaceful and I've, I've, I have marched I it's, agree it's been a, it's been a couple years but I marched uh, with a Black Lives Matter pro- uh, march I think it was 2016 so it's been four years And there were cops on fucking horses. There were cops in their masks and their shields and their batons were fucking ready to go. And I heard cops making fun of some of the people. Like there were LGBTQ people and they were, you know, they were, they were drag queens and they were making fun of the way they were dressed. And I'm just thinking, like, how do you, you're, you're instigating, like you're starting to instigate something by showing up ready to fight when you don't need to be ready to fight yet. I agree. No, I, no, I, I, I guess there's that whole, like, be prepared uh, bullshit, but no, that's not your front line then. That's your fucking, that's your third, that's your third line.
0: That's your fucking so, JV so, team. So, again, and this, again, and I I don't disagree with you. I compl- In fact, I completely wholeheartedly agree with you. But what you're not, you're not talking about racist police. You're not talking about police brutality. You're talking about police tactics.
1: I'm talking about... And,
0: but That's those tactics.
1: But they might be police brutality b- is baked into. I believe that police brutality is baked into the police system. I believe that it's the police brutality is baked into it I, in in. Uh, as well as you know the whole the the, the cone of silence the blue cone of si- whatever the fuck they call it the blue cone of silence whatever that is. That they're just towing this line of maintain order as we see it, not let's. Look at what our community needs, or is asking from us, or from the elected officials. Even if it has nothing to do with the police. You know, I mean, so shit. I don't think that, in '68, it wasn't an issue, again, 68 was an issue of police. I don't. The Democratic Convention '68 was an issue of police. It was an I issue of the think, pol- politicians,
0: and the police stuck their fucking noses in that I, shit. Th- again, again, I think they're two different things. I think I don't think that pol- that brutality is built into the fabric of police. I think the potential for abuse of power is built into the fabric of the police. To say that brutality is built in the fabric of the police is no different than saying that every white American is racist. It's a, it's a nice, it's a really nice power grab, but the fact of the matter is it's not really very accurate. That if we're gonna be accurate, let's be accurate. Accurate is not that brutality is built into police. The potential for abuse of power in modern policing is great, it's, it's very high. That doesn't mean that every police officer abuses power or that every police officer or even the greater percentage of police officers abuse their power. It means that there is that potential to abuse power and that the police are not just like black people, just like white people, just like crossing guards, just like uh, comic book nerds. They are not a monolithic group that then behave like a flock of fucking uh, swan that all fly in exactly the same direction, behave exactly the same way. They are human beings that then are in different situations. Is it ever appropriate for a police officer to shoot an unarmed black man in the back 7 times? No. Thank <laughs> that you. That is never that is never the right call. Is it ever the appropriate thing for anybody do to, to to kneel on another person's head in the in the in the with the badge of authority until that person asphyxiates. No, that is never the right call. But that is not baked into policing. That is that is that there is so much potential for abuse of power when you give human beings that are poorly trained and have no accountability right. for whatever they do wrong. Right. These are different issues, and this is why I, I bristle against the whole, you know, police brutality is baked in there. Is because it's a simple answer to a complicated problem, and when you give simple answers to complicated problems, you usually fuck it up. Well, let's think about let, let, let's go with it's the very the, complicated the,
1: issue. It is. It, 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 but if, we, if, we, if we go with the baked in, let's talk about baking for a second. Let's talk about baking. Police brutality. The brutality is not baked into the pie of police. Okay. So now but, we're in a pie. Okay. But the the uh, the order at all costs. The protect your own. The. Uh, all that stuff. That is baked in. The shitty fucking training they get. Six months to be a fucking co- Are you fucking
0: I know. kidding me? So we're talking but about the, the system, but not the actual job. It's but, the system that creates the job that is flawed. And those flaws are really easily fixable. But I believe that the brutality that comes with policing. Or, or sorry, but
1: police... Uh, how do I want to word this? Fuck it. You're going to pick it apart anyway. Brutality comes with policing in... It's not baked in, but it comes with policing in the same way that ice cream comes with pie. It's not baked into the pie, but fucking ice cream and pie, yeah,
0: man. They're often together. It works together. pretty well. It works pretty well together. Sure, it works pretty well together. It's hard to have one without the other. There's a there's this great episode of The West Wing. You remember The West Wing? I do. Martin Sheen's the president. God, I love that show. But there's a whole episode where Rob Lowe is with, I can't remember what her name was, but the blonde. And they're arguing about, and she, at one point, she looks at Rob Lowe and they're having, the whole episode is all a big Second Amendment thing. And she says, it's not that you, it's not that you don't like guns. You don't like the people who like guns. And that's what I'd say. It's not that you don't like the... It's not, David, that people have a problem. It's not that you don't like... Cops, you don't like the people who've chosen to be cops. You don't like those people. And because you don't like those people, there's no way for you to separate the system from your dislike of those people. It goes to the heart of why, you you know, you you could, it's uh, nothing pisses me off more than when the Mm. RNC, when the Republicans prove Donald Trump being right. That really makes me angry. It really makes me angry because I want. Donald Trump to be lying and be wrong about everything. When have they proved him right? All they do is oh, fucking spin Nick, and lie. Nick, San, Nick Sandman got on there and he talked about his <laughs> time. This smart and I, hey, trust me. Part there's a part of me that wants to take that fucking kid and beat him blind because it'd just be fun because he's a little smirky dick. However, his little speech at the RNC and I didn't catch all of it, but I caught enough of it to go. I well, watched it. He's basically describing. Exactly what happened, which was there was plenty of video evidence that suggested that he did not instigate that situation. True. There was plenty of evidence that he was just standing there and was confronted by this because he was wearing a maga hat. There's plenty of evidence that then, once a picture was taken, the, the news media, the Washington Post, who he won a hundred million dollars from, and CNN, and everybody that had suddenly ran with this story about him being the aggressor. Yeah. And you know what? He's, I hate as much as I, he's fucking right. I know. And all that does is, is what it says is, well, Well, Donald Trump says that the news is fake and he's right in that instance. Yeah. And I don't like it when they prove him right. Yeah. I hate that shit.
1: That kid, I mean, we, we talked about this in the ApeCast cast a couple times. One, yeah. the first time was, Fuck that kid! Fuck that kid! Yeah. Fuck that kid! Fuck that
0: kid! And then there was a mea culpa. See, I was never fucked that kid. You never were. I was were, never no. fucked that I kid was. because was I looked at me. it and I went. Uh, my perspective was: if you can't, if you can't go after Greta Thunberg because she's a kid, if you can't like criticize what she's got to yeah. say because she's got to, you know she's on the spectrum Then you can't go after the little smirking maga kid. If you're going to, if you're going to say, let's don't go after kids, then don't go after any kids, no matter what their perspective is. And I thought that was some bullshit uh, hypocrisy. Well, I mean, here's
1: here's the thing with, with the kid is I had not seen the whole video and I was wrong. And I retracted it that he was not the instigator. He was not being a dick. My bad. And I, okay, but here's the problem. And we've discussed this on the Apecast. We've debated it in bug houses
0: ad nauseum.
1: That fucking hat. uh, you know what? Fuck it. You know what? I don't even want to fucking talk about it right now. It's in the fucking show notes. Okay. If you want to know what we think about fucking what a maga hat means and how it can charge your ass up, just fuck off. Listen. Go back to the archives. It's in the show notes. Eat my shit. All right. Here, but
0: (laughs) eat my shit. This is he, the Apecast. We are an intellectual-based <laughs> podcast where, when we end an argument, we say "Eat my shit." This is a sum up of a highly intellectual debate. I, I can't well, believe Sam Sam Harris and Sam Harris hasn't had us on his podcast. That's with, amazing with with the brilliant "Eat my shit" conclusion. Here, but here is a problem that I've I've
1: been struggling with f- for a while, and it's ramped up in in um, in light of. Uh, this summer's events and it's about the police and my son uh you know harry's two and a half years old and two and a half year olds they fucking love trucks they love fucking trains they love fire engine police car moving truck crane truck i mean this kid he fucking loves it all i will say to much of my pride He doesn't talk about police cars or police much. He doesn't really play. He's got a couple like little police cars. I think I've thrown a few out too, which is, I'm getting to this. I'm I'm getting to why. Uh, And I think that's a good thing that he's, he'd rather be today. We were at the park and he wanted to play fire engine and he was putting a fake helmet on. He's like, daddy, put a helmet on. I got to put my helmet on. Smart fucking kid. You got to put a helmet on before you go running into a house. that's fucking burning down. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, so we hit, he, and it was, if I can gush for a moment, uh, it was really fucking funny. Like we're at, we're at the park and he took a leaf off the ground. Or first of all, he goes, this park is dirty. And he, he <laughs> so he picked up a leaf because there's leaves on the ground and he threw it and he goes, I cleaned it. am like, all right. Yep. Good in theory, kid. But then he took a leaf and he went fire engine hat our fire firefighter helmet and then he he used our umbrella because it was raining that's the fire hose like he had this whole world created yeah and he was making me come along and i was not encouraging any of it i was just going along with it and the kid he had this whole fucking game planned out and it was just about fucking going to fires and fighting fires yeah which is cool which is great And I'm really glad that it wasn't him playing police where he's like, okay. There's there's, there's not a lot of
0: fireman brutality. There's not a lot of that (laughs) going on. Okay,
1: daddy, here's your gun. Turn your, turn your camera off. We're going to go kill some blacks. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But I saw on Facebook uh, the other day, a, a friend, a girl that I grew up with. She's, she's black. She married a black man. They've got black kids. And she posted something about how she had to have this discussion with two of her her black, she's got like I think two black black boys and a black girl, but she had a conversation with the black boys about what to do. Or her husband was having the conversation in one room about with with the boys about what to do with when they encounter police. And these kids are like uh, six, seven. Like they're not they're not teenage kids. I mean they're 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 kids. Yeah yeah you know, yeah. They're, 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 kids. they're kid Little kids. boys. And she was in the other room and she's like, I had to like go into another room, I couldn't, I broke down crying, this is such a hard thing, blah, blah, you know. And I've seen a lot of that from from black women or or black men, you know, about the conversation and what a hard conversation it is. And I cannot begin to understand how hard that is. And I'm so thankful that I don't have to have it. But then I immediately go to, uh, one, they shouldn't have to have the conversation that is fucked up, but I'm glad that they're having it because that's the world we live in. So better mm-hmm. to have it now than when it's too late. But then I think about what I'm going to tell Harry, because I want him to understand that it is an issue for black people with the police, that they, those conversations exist, and that he should be aware of that so he can understand the world outside of his own, you know, past his own, his own nose. Existence,
0: yeah. His yeah. own existence, yeah.
1: But he's also two and a half, so it's hard to have that conversation with him just yet. That's a little <laughs> yeah, complicated.
0: He still, he's He still thinks a poop emoji is a flower, so right, like yeah, he's, you're not going to get a lot, not a lot of heavy analyticalization like analiza- analiza- analiz- 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 going out from your he's kid. He's not stupid. But no, but he's yeah, two and a half. But he's two and a half, yeah. right.
1: But the other thing is, I don't want him at two and a half to think that police, you know, when he sees a police car, to go, yay, because of shit you're not we were walking today on the way to the park and there was a fucking moving truck that was at the stoplight we're waiting across and he starts waving moving truck moving truck and he takes his mask off and he's smiling moving truck moving truck and i said
0: put your fucking mask on
1: (laughs) no but he's waving and the truck the guy at the he's honking his horn and he's putting it in reverse on his brake so it, it beep you know beep 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 and harry's fucking it's the best day ever for this kid yeah and he gets so excited about fucking moving trucks and cement trucks and crane trucks and fucking UPS trucks and mail trucks and fire trucks and ambulances but he doesn't care about the police. he sees a police car he goes, police car and i, I want to maintain that level of excitement well, the, the for him. thing is i because is, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want him to think like, one i don't want him to think that police are fucking heroes just because they're police because that's not true i also don't want him to think that all police are villains because that's not true either. That's not true either. Yeah. But
0: I want him to But you hesitated when you said that's not true either because there's fundamentally you just think that all police are villains. And I get it. <laughs> I think that I think that is a really sad um, oversimplification again of a very complicated problem it does not fall in line with the facts of of anything like like no, none of the facts right. line up for that none of the facts line up for that piece that conclusion however i, mean, look, I see a cop conclusion. i see a cop
1: in my neighborhood and my first instinct is what the fuck trouble is he causing like I have see, this, I have the same response for a cop in my neighborhood as like a, a suburban
0: racist would have about a black see, person in their neighborhood. The thing, <laughs> the thing, thing, and you know that's an interesting thing because, and I don't know if it's, I'm not sure what that is because i have you know, you know, because I do think it's important, and quite frankly, I will say, especially as a white man in this society, but I think everybody should do it. I don't care what color skin you is, you have, but I, but I, as a as a white man, I think it's it's important that I do this, like check my. Check my my biases, kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was one of the things my mom said. My mom was talking, and she was like, "You know, I told everybody, you treat everybody the same. You don't have and you don't judge anybody." And I said, "Well, that's not entirely accurate, mom." And she goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "Oh, I'm highly judgmental." Mm. I said, the minute I see somebody, I instantly go into judgment mode. I said, now the difference I like to believe between me and somebody that's like just some sort of racist, jingoistic, sort of knee-jerk asshole is that I recognize my judgment and I stop myself. I recognize, oh, I just saw a cop, you know, like here's, here's a police officer and my natural reaction is a little bit of fear I mean, not much because I'm not a black man, Yeah. but a little bit of fear, a little bit, of what did I do wrong? But the minute I do that, I do the same thing when I see, like, you know, somebody dressed like a prostitute in the casino. You know, I automatically get a boner judgment. Oh. Well, no, I sit in judgment of this person. <laughs> And then once I've once I've had that moment, instead of just going with that, which is what most people do, is they just go with their judgment, knee-jerk judgment, as I go, okay, I recognize that I'm looking at this fellow human being who's dressed like this, who may or may not be anything that I've judged this person, so let me back up my judgment. Maybe I'm right, but I have to assume, at least for this moment, that my judgment is wrong, and I'm going to approach this person in this manner rather than a manner that my judgment would dictate and that's the thing is i I notice the same thing when I see cops and so I intentionally um I don't wave at them it's not like I'm hearing no. I go yay cause... but yeah. I've decided that I refuse to be afraid of the guys with guns now if they come running up at me with a gun I'm probably gonna freak out because it's a gun and he's running you know that's a different judgment call altogether yeah. But it's the same thing to me it, it it's no different than um when I was in Chicago I've been mugged three times in really? my life yeah in Chicago twice twice uh, by gunpoint. That's because of your democratic mayors. That must be what it is but yeah. you know the interesting thing David is all three times i was I was mugged by black men now it would be completely reasonable under the guise of everything we're talking about for me to believe that the next time I get mugged, it will be by a black man. Mm -hmm. And to have some sort of issue with black men when I'm alone on the street. Why? Because I've been mugged three times by black men. But the thing about it is I know that that's A, not realistic, because I know a lot more black men who did not mug me. I know a lot more black men who probably have mugged nobody. <laughs> I know I know a lot more black men that wouldn't even think about mugging somebody. Right. So the fact that I had three incidences where I was mugged by black men should not, pardon the phrase, color... My entire experience with black men. Yes, I said it. And the same thing I would say about police. It's no different that I can say, yeah, the guy that fucking, you know, Darren, Darren, Derek Chauvin, that guy's a fuck ass. That guy's a murdering piece of shit. The guys that shot Brianna Taylor, the guys that shot uh this last guy Jake, seven Jacob. times yeah. in the fucking back. I can't yeah. believe it. Yeah, absolutely. But those gentlemen, those murderous pieces of shit. I know. know. But those murderous pieces of shit are not in any way representative of the 900,000 police officers in the country. And for us to simply assume that all cops are that is no different than me assuming all black men are the guys that that mugged me. It's 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 a it's a painting of the entire uh, uh, an entire group of people that are all very very different despite what they may share in common. To, to it, it's painting them all with the same brush because it's just easier to do so. It's so much less complicated than to actually have to look at the issues we're talking about. Let's yeah. just paint everybody the same way. It's exactly what the German Nazis did to the Jewish people. They said, there's some people that we don't like, and this is endemic of all Jewish people, so we're gonna paint this all this people the one color. Anytime you take any kind of monolithic stereotype, you are almost always going to be wrong, even if you're woke. Even if you're a Black Black Lives Matter protester, if you are taking a paintbrush and painting an entire group of people the same color, then you're doing nothing different than me saying, I was mugged by three black men, so all black men are muggers. That is wrong. It's stupid. It's childish. And it should not dictate policy.
1: Do you know that the Nazis, when they were coming to power, they looked to America and America's racist policies... For how to handle the jupe problem. Where'd you read that? A meme? No. Um, fuck. You caught me. I can't remember. Um, shit. I need to look that up. Um, it was. It's. It was. No. I, I. heard it. It was. It was a. It was an interview about a, an author writing a book about. Oh fuck! I need to go back and find it. It was, New York, it was New York Times. Ah, uh, shit. No, it wasn't New York Times. No, it wasn't it New was, York Times? Okay. Uh, it was a fresh air interview. Fuck. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because I, I, I,
0: I, I read the same thing, and then I did a little bit more research, and there's not much supporting evidence to that. All right, Sounds uh, good. No, it, it sounds, sounds the terrible. Thing is, Fuck, man, it, it sounds su- terrible. No, like, but it's—it sounds really interesting and juicy to say that the Nazis pushed Jim yeah. Crow laws, Jim Crow laws, and said, "Oh, well, we're not that bad. Oh, yeah, that sounds great." But if there's no supporting evidence then it's not true and if it's not true then it's horse shit and if it's well, horse shit it has an agenda attached to it that I'm not going to really buy into so, Fair enough No, I, sh- I should we, have had I should have had that shit written down when I'm, I brought I, it up the thing I about it is I retract in, it. Well the thing is maybe I'm a dick about it but I I have a tendency oh, You're definitely a dick s- about yeah, it <laughs> to to be skeptical of anything that supports some sort of either hardcore left wing, hardcore right wing, hardcore religious, hardcore capitalist, it doesn't matter what the ism is if it is definitive proof of this thing I'm going to be skeptical until I see some real evidence of it because That's totally I'm fair, telling yep. you I'm over telling time. you, it, it, to me, the RNC is a perfect example of why we have to do that. Because if you think that Donald, if you think Donald Trump and his cronies are the only people that will get up and bald face lie and keep spinning the same lies over and over, if you think they're the only ones to do it, then you haven't been paying attention to this country since. Reagan came into office. And as I've said before, Donald Trump is not the problem. Donald Trump is exactly it's what the we result. deserve. Yeah. He is the result of decades of us doing this to one another and really, more importantly, a decade of social media that has ginned us up so that lived experience and what I say and believe is more important than what you you can prove. And and <laughs> so <laughs> what's really funny
1: about the RNC right now is that if if you've been if you had, if you've watched the, the convention, which wasn't technically a convention because they did their no. convention business earlier in the day on Monday, and it was yeah it, it wasn't broadcast, but and okay, then fine, they did rallies yeah then they rallies on the White House lawn, and I, like, I wanted to watch it with the same with with a journalist and a creative director approach, which is watch this shit because it's fair you know get it all.
0: I couldn't, couldn't fucking get through it. The, pop, the I, I couldn't the, get. I couldn't do five five minutes. Through the any production of
1: that shit. was bad. The speeches were bad. Everything was, and it wasn't like oh, I don't like what they're saying. No, it was just what the fuck are they? Shut the fuck up! I can't. Oh yeah, why to me it was. Yelling? I don't. Why, it, was, it sh- was
0: definitely I don't like what they're saying. It I mean, that definitely, was a huge. Part I, can, of it, yeah, I can only but, hear so much horse shit before I start to stab myself in the eye with a pencil. Here's what I love about and, this: he's the fucking
1: incumbent. And they're making the exact same arguments that they were making four Uh, years ago about how uh, terrible the country is, and it will go to shit if you don't elect us. It worked last time.
0: It worked last time. Why shouldn't they do it? They don't have anything else. Because it's...
1: uh, I
0: mean, like it's
1: kind of pointless to... You know, even like begin to break down like why is why are Republicans doing it because they're fucking
0: insane? That's why no, because they're very smart, but they don't have anything else to do. they don't have a they don't have a platform. they intentionally decided not to have a fucking platform, so the only thing they can run on is what worked four years ago, except this time they can't demonize Hillary well, insanity is. You know, it's uh, doing the same thing again and again
1: and again, expecting a different result. They're going to get the same that- shit. We're going to end up with a new fucking virus. Like, Jesus Christ, you know. Oh, yeah. I... Uh.
0: All right, Simeon
1: cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first, uh... It's, it's lighter. Because one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight... Today, whatever, we're recording this at night, uh, was... What do we do to escape? Like, what is the creative... we we're, we're, I mean, we're creatives. We run a fucking creative website that... And if it's not clear to you, Don, or anyone else, I haven't been writing much. I'm at a bit oh, of it's a clear. fucking block. And I'm fighting really fucking hard to get through it. And it's... It's the... We're gonna save this for next week because we do need to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, next
0: week. Next week we will talk about the creative. Uh, what do we do to create in a pandemic with all this <sighs> shit going on? Because I'm, I'm feeling the same. I'm feeling the same block. I'm doing, and I think I'm a little more. Uh, I'm a little more workhorsey about that shit. Uh, but I'm still like, <laughs> yeah. I, I think know. you're
1: able to get through it better than I am because you're a little less emo.
0: Yes, I I am. I I would say that that's a pretty accurate
1: description, yes. I get get tripped up along the way sometimes. But, all right, so. First thing. Here's here's an an escape. I've got two things to offer you as an escape from the world we're living in right now. The first one is go to Disney Plus and watch Muppets Now. (laughs) Ha ha ha! This. So. I mean, you you grew up, Don, with with The Muppet Show.
0: Yes, I did. Which is
1: fucking brilliant. And. And is
0: life changing, it's, man. It's, life changing.
1: It's thirty rock. I mean, thirty rock is the Muppet Show. Like you know, that's it's true.
0: It actually is the yeah, Muppet Show. That makes one, sense. Yeah.
1: So the Muppets tried to reboot on I think ABC or CBS, whatever the fuck Disney owns, uh, a couple years ago, and it didn't work. I tried watching it because I love the fucking Muppet Show, and it didn't work. But Muppets now kind of fucking works. It's it's funny, but in that like old school safe way yeah where like the family can gather around and all' watch it together, and it's but it's it's goofy and it's weird and it's really good uh so Disney plus Muppets now, if you haven't got Disney Plus because of fucking Hamilton, you dork get it for
0: fucking Muppets now, all right, and mine is also an escape, but it uh, really is different from Muppets now as you could be um you can find it on shutter um it is a horror film now remember we talked about uh Doctor Sleep, yeah. And the actress that played uh, uh, the the character Shirley Duvall, the, the wife, yeah, like she yeah. was updated. How goddamn spot on good she was! Like yeah. she sounded and looked just like her. So effective. So I'm watching this movie, and it's just an independent film. Um, it's directed by Kevin Colch and Dennis Widmeyer, who, and uh, <laughs> it, right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. We don't know who the fuck these people are. They wrote. They wrote the screenplay. What? The production company is Snowfort Pictures. Who? No, you know, this is totally like a rando independent thing. It's called yeah. Starry Eyes and it stars Alex Edso or Esso. Alex Edso. And she was that actress. And what it is, it's a fucking great horror movie. It is not what you expect it to be. Um, the, the 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 sort of the IMDb it says a hopeful young starlet under, undercovers the ominous origins of the Hollywood elite and enters into a deadly agreement in exchange for fame and fortune. That makes it sound less good because it's <laughs> way better. I just read that out loud and I went, well, that's that's a that's a fucking stale synopsis." This is way better than this. It's a really it's it's. It'll kind of make you sick to your stomach a little bit, and it's kind of amazing. And she's fantastic. Starry Eyes on Shutter. I highly recommend it. And as a as a as a B, as a B, because I didn't. This is one of my six things. But if you've got four hours to fucking kill, because <laughs> it's the longest goddamn documentary I ever saw in my fucking life. It's also on Shutter. It's called In Search of the Darkness: The Iconic Horror Films of the Eighties. Oh God. It's fucking four hours long, but you have John Carpenter. You have, I mean, you have all these uh, these actors uh, that that were all in Reanimator. Stuart Gordon talks a lot. I mean, it's a really if you've got four hours to kill and you can break it up. I just kind of got into a horror kick, which is why I watched Starry Eyes. I was like, oh, that's on. So yeah. Starry Eyes. All right, uh,
1: on the horror theme, watch Lovecraft Country. Yeah, so I
0: said that last week. It's so fucking good. I'm just so fucking this. good. Uh, oh God! And Jim I, Crow fan fiction, right? Jim Crow fan fiction. That's what and, it is.
1: And but it's also like nerd literature fiction or literature yeah. fan fiction because it it's, talks about H, it's all about H.P. Lovecraft and like the meta ness of H.P. Lovecraft is it's so good. And I'm not an H. I've not read any H.P. Lovecraft through the like. God.
0: So I'm not a big fan of H.P. Lovecraft either, but I love H.P. Yeah. I love Lovecraft Country, yeah. I'm and it's with you. weird,
1: like I'm not—I've never been a big horror or sci-fi guy. I like sci-fi, I like some horror, you know. But I think I might like. I'm watch I, I watched the second episode, or the you know yeah. the first and second episode, yeah, and of the season, and I was like, oh my god, maybe I should dive into. Some more horror and science fiction because I'm digging the fuck out of this shit. And a lot it's of the so other good. stuff I've it's, watched, I'm really like, digging.
0: That's it is horror or it touches. That's on what sci-fi. I've liked a, it's what I've liked about Shudder is it's so many different takes on it. And watching that that documentary about the the thing about the eighties is what I loved about it. It was at one point Stuart Gordon says he talks about because Stuart Gordon is the from Chicago. Mm-hmm. He directed Reanimator from Beyond a number of other things. But one of the things he says is, you know, the difference between the eighties and now is then we were trying to create new things. We were trying to we were trying to do things that nobody had ever done before. He said now everybody's just trying to figure out what to remake. Mm. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and and that it's you know, and because it's so easy to remake things because CGI, but that in the '80s it was all practical effects. Yeah, and so all the crazy Cronenberg bullshit they came yeah, up yeah. with like <laughs> the Fly. There's nothing CGI about the Fly. That's all practical effects. Yeah. So it's a really interesting documentary. All right, I, so, will, yeah. I
1: will say one other thing yeah. about Lovecraft Country. If yes, if nothing else, if you hate sci-fi, if you hate horror, if you hate Jim Crow fiction, you're a fucking racist. But <laughs> If you're a straight man, or a lesbian woman, yeah, or a if you like women, let me just get, okay, cover so it all. We're going to the, yeah. Uh, Journey Smollett. Oh, man. Jussie Smollett, the fucking dickbag who fucked up, <laughs> you know, Jessie. Empire and, yeah, yeah, yeah J- whatever. The,
0: her brother. Her yeah, brother. her brother. nine brothers. But
1: Journey Smollett, she was in Friday
0: Night Lights. She's been in a lot of stuff, but Friday Night Lights she was, was kind of like her big thing. Was, Well, no, she also played uh, Black Canary in Birds of of Prey.
1: Well, but like I said, her big thing is nobody watched fucking Birds of Prey. I Uh, did. Like I said, nobody watched Birds of Prey. (coughs) Journey Journey's... (laughs) One, she's an incredible actor.
0: Yeah. And two...
1: Fuck!
0: Yeah, she's pretty hot. Smoking fucking hot. I and it's a good character. And it's a good character. Oh, it's yeah, a great character. Pretty, but like she's all dressed,
1: that, I'm talking, let's just get perverted for a second. Can we just take a minute to like, fuck all the, the political correctness the rules, for a second. All the rules. Let's just get fucking weird and horny. Oh.
0: Yeah, she's pretty hot.
1: <laughs> so, it's true. If nothing else,
0: there's that. But yeah. <laughs> love My number two, my number two is also on HBO Max. Um, It just came out the other day. It is another, maybe I just am now in my full 80s nostalgia lately. I'm just in full 80s nostalgia since I published the book. Yeah. Um, but there is a new documentary out called Class Action Park, and it is about New Jersey's action park, which was created and is, is the most dangerous water park in the history of water parks. <laughs> oh my God. It's an entire documentary about this fucking water park where more people were fucking injured. People died on this fucking thing. I mean, the it's the most dangerous. And the way it was described is it's 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 like a no rule zone for drunk teenagers in the eighties. And just this doc, it because it was a real place. I am telling you, motherfucker. What, what is it called? Class Action Park. The place was called Action Park, but attorneys called it Class Action Park sure. because so many people were fucking injured and, just riding this fucking thing. And where can I find this documentary again? This you can find it on HBO Max. I'm telling you, it's funny as shit. Holy it's cow. amazing. And if there's anything that sums up sort of the zeitgeist of the 1980s, it's this goddamn yeah. fucking documentary. It's brilliant. Oh I my love god, that.
1: that's incredible.
0: Yeah, super right. fun.
1: All right, my third thing to do, it's a read, and this is a little more serious, uh, and this is not something you have to do this week. This is, the, well, depending on how fast you read, I guess, uh, but it's an entire book, a whole book, called Cast, The Origins of Our Discontents. Uh, it's it's nonfiction. Uh, it's written by journalist Isabel Wilkerson, uh, who's, uh, I believe she won a Pulitzer. She's written for the New York Times, so it's all about racism in the U.S., um, but as as a caste system. So like the Yeah, comparing it to a caste system. Yeah. So it's not just like we're racist, but it's like it's 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 about money. You know, it's and and it's So it's not it's, about race, it's about class. It's about class. It about- it's yeah, it's about class okay, and caste and caste race, did. but it's all of it. I mean it's where caste okay. comes from. So So it's
0: worth reading all right. But it's
1: it's it takes a very comp- and I have not I have not finished the book. Um Okay. But it's, it's a really, really g- good way of looking at, I, I guess, to like really oversimplify when somebody says, well, look, Tiger Woods is a black guy. He came up, Eddie Murphy, Oprah Winfrey, uh, you know, like I, I knew this guy in high school and he's just, he's a dentist and he makes a billion dollars and he's makes more than me, you know. Some black black people don't have it hard, you just have to pull yourself up at the boot. It yeah, but it it breaks apart like it's not just about being black. It's this this whole system that is larger and deeper and stranger. Not in the in the
0: uh See, I see. So straight way, but you, you had you had me. Sorry, it's complicated. It, it's just complicated. That's no, why you're read book. this book. It's same, complicated. The same book was recommended to me by people that think "White Fragility" by Robin DiAngelo and "How to Be Anti-Racist" by Kendry are no, brilliant. Fuck, no, fuck no, And those things are worse. The same people that recommended those books to me recommended Cass, and I went, "Yeah, I'm not going to read another goddamn horse shit mytholo- mythology about how everything is racist in America and American. it all boils down to that. I can't do that anymore."
1: it's but this is about it's it's deeper than racism it's not a, it's not the simplicity and racism is complicated but d'angelo like they they simplify they oversimplify racism i i, yeah. I think we both agree on well, that they like, mis- i believe they misrepresent mis-
0: yeah. it yeah. they misrepresent it and oversimplify at the this same is time, not
1: that so. this is this is what makes up for those things if Okay. Uh, then I then I absolutely. It's what will read you should it. read instead of. How about okay. That? Thank
0: yeah. you. That's what I. Th- that is a yeah. better. Yeah. Okay. And mine is a read. It's not quite so deep, and it's certainly not as long. Um, you can find it at the Apple News Spotlight. It uh, is called the Misinformation Guide: Five Steps to Avoid Election Misinformation. And given that we are approaching, like within. What is it like? Sixty-four days before election day, God. like two months—two months before we uh, do our very best to get rid of Donald Trump. It's a good—it's uh, a good idea to to read up on how to avoid being misinformed, and more importantly, being disinformed. He's gonna win again, isn't he? I hope not. Probably We're, next week. Let's talk about. Let's have some more. Let's definitely have some more peaceful protests where they blow shit up and loot. Because I guarantee you that's not helping our side. I guarantee you that is not bolstering our numbers. It's not. It's no. not. But... That's all bolstering the fucking law and order assholes of the world. But let's
1: have more fucking cops kill fucking black people because they can. Because they're going to get away so, with it.
0: Well, they... Mostly, don't get away with it, and they mostly stopped killing. Them oh, they re- get put, put on desk duty. Eat my shit. They get away yeah, no, with it. No, no, no. But if you, if I mean, again, I, I encourage you. I encourage you to take the blinders off and actually read the data. There have been less police killings of all people. La, 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 la. I'm talking In about the, the cops that actually do it and the punishment yeah, they get. But but well, there are far less of them. Than I don't there used care. To be, and, Talk about how and, they're
1: punished. Those that commit and, the crime, how are they punished? About
0: sixty percent of them get fired. 60%? Yeah. Cite that shit in the show notes. Done. Not a problem. I read this stuff, dude. It's important. Our Data is important. Dear
1: listener, we leave you with this. Don and I are now gonna hug each other because we can disagree
0: and still and love argue each other. And still deeply. love each other. Rock and roll. And we're gonna do it naked. Kumba, that's my penis, my lord. <laughs> Kumba, Kumba <ya>. <laughs>
1: You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.